When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. We got the Eagles taking on the Washington Commanders on the road. The Eagles are favored at minus six and a half. The over-under sitting at 43 and a half. The Eagles 4-2 and 1 against the spread. As much as I we looked at this game and felt like it, it could be a trap spot, Eagles coming off an emotional win on Sunday night against a divisional rival on the road. I, I just think they're flat out the better team, so I'm going to take them the the cover in this game. Uh, Jalen Hurts, not on the injury report, even though we thought he might be and ranked as my number one quarterback heading into this week, being that I had a feeling we're going to lose Chris because he looked like he was frozen there for a minute. Uh, <laughs> being that uh, uh, Sam Howell, Oh, where was I lost my spot at? Being being that Sam Howell, there's there's no buys this week. I don't see us really looking to stream Sam Howell, despite quarterbacks being a bit of a decent matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. DeAndre Swift's an RB1, 63.5 rushing yard mark. I do like the over for that. Brian Robinson, a volume. You can put him in the Rashad White, Alexander Madison category, but Madison was still getting volume. He gets volume. He keeps him around 24. Not a very good matchup here for him. A.J. Brown's been on absolute fire. I got him over the 88.5 receiving yards, especially against this secondary in Washington. Devonta Smith, Adam, what are you doing with Devonta Smith right now? Are, are you buying low on him? Are you selling him? Does he get this thing turned around? I feel like he's in the same category as Waddle, where just his number one's on the field. He's just not getting the same level of attention from this offense that he was last year, and it's hard to know when that's going to change. Yeah, I, I feel pretty confident in Devonta. Uh, I, this is an offense that feels like it's out of sync but all the talent is still there. Like they're still scoring. They're still, uh, you know, it doesn't feel like it watching them, but like they're one of the mo- more efficient offenses in the league still, uh, regardless of what it looks like watching them. I, I think they're going to get it figured out. I think even relative to Waddle, uh, Devonta looks a lot closer to hundred percent than, uh, than he does. So I, I think this is AJ Brown's on a crazy tear. Um, this yeah. is, this offense looks a little bit out of sync. Uh, Hertz has been maybe a little bit more aggressive with the ball than he has been in the past. It's leading to some turnovers, but also some of those deep shots to AJ Brown. Uh, I, I think most of the things here are going to correct themselves. Yeah, it's just it's just a weird situation. And this should be a smash spot for both Devonta Smith and AJ Brown. There's really no reason why both shouldn't be able to get involved here. But uh, playing him as a wide receiver, 16, still he's going to be in your lineup. Just you know, better days are ahead. That's all. That's all you have to keep telling yourself. If anything, I think I'm still on the the buy low side for Devonta Smith than I am on the sell side. Uh, and as far as AJ Brown goes, keep it up because I got a matchup against Adam this week, and I got AJ Brown on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Terry McLaurin, look, ACR's got him as a top 24 receiver. Chase, I I can't, a guy who hasn't really had a ceiling all year. I know it's a good matchup on paper against Philly. 
Um, I don't think Kevin Bird's going to make that big of an impact right away the first week he's there. But I can't recommend he hired in wide receiver 29. He's had a decent floor. He has had a decent floor, but he's only had one touchdown. He's only the highest he's finished as wide receiver 23 this 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 uh year. His target share has gone over, has gone up, excuse me, the past yep. month, but there haven't been any big plays with Sam Howell. So I just I don't know. I don't see it. What do you got him at? Well, there have there haven't been any big plays with Sam Howell, but I mean McLaurin is still producing. He's got 20 targets over the last two weeks. He's he's had, I mean, essentially four. What yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got a good foot, but he, I mean, he had 90 yards. He has best receiving game of the of the year last last week with 90 yards receiving. And you know, I I just think that the talent is there for him, and they're gonna have to throw. And it's a it's a good matchup against Philadelphia from a passing standpoint. I'm I I see him as a top 24. I've got I've got him at 23 this week um, because I he's a low wide receiver too, but he's still talented enough to be a wide receiver too in a good matchup in a game where they're going to have to throw the ball. And he's the one who's going to catch it. Even when they throw, even when they have thrown it to Jahan Dotson, he hasn't necessarily caught it. Curtis Samuel is still their kind of jackknife and kind of. He's banged up too. Yeah. And, and, but yeah, and they use him kind of however they can use him. Logan Thomas is the definition of an unexciting tight end, which is funny because the entire position is unexciting, but they're just in a game where they're going to have to throw. I, I like Terry McLaurin this week. And I, I think he's just too talented not to be a top 24 type wide receiver. For what it's worth, they played not long ago when he had eight receptions, 85 yards. In full-point PPR, he was a wide receiver one just because of the year. It was his best game of the season without scoring a touchdown. Yeah. And right. half PPR that week, he was wide receiver 23, which was the highest finish that he had right. because he didn't have the touchdown. He got over 100 yards. Well, yeah. um, he it, scored it, a rushing it, touchdown, but, I mean, that's because he – yeah. Yeah, count that. <laughs> I'm not pretty going in here projecting uh Terry McLaurin. Yeah, projecting him to recover a fumble or something <laughs> stupid. But uh Richard Hernandez, what's up, Rich? Haven't seen in a couple of weeks. Montgomery status change a questionable. Is he going to play? Uh well, two things. First of all, we are going to talk about Montgomery tomorrow, and we have Brian Scott on the show at 9 30 p.m. That's number one. Number two, uh, from what Brian talked about last week, this is what we got. It's an it, it, uh, it's a ribs issue, which generally speaking means it's going to be an injury tolerance issue. Mm-hmm. Now, the Lions have a bye week next week. I don't really think the expectation is they're going to play him before the bye. I think the expectation is let Jameer Gibbs do what he can do against the Raiders. And then after the bye week, David Montgomery comes back closer to 100% health. That's my read on the situation as it stands today. I don't know if you guys got anything different on that. No, if you've ever had injured ribs, you can't literally move. You can't literally breathe without them hurting. So it is, and it's nothing that he's going to hurt anymore, but it's definitely what you can tolerate. But with that being said, like you said, this is a game against the Raiders that they should win anyway, and we'll talk about it later, but it's a game they should win anyway. They shouldn't need him in this game. And if you can give him essentially almost a month off in between games, uh, why not do it to allow that to heal up as much as possible? He's been such a weapon for them this season, and they've got Jameer Gibbs, who looks like he can be a weapon if they use him right. There's no reason to have him in that game, so I'm not counting on him this week, which sucks because I've got him across the board, but, yeah, I'm not counting on him either. 
Yeah, I got him in quite a few leagues too, Rich. So don't worry, you're not the only person here. Uh, part of the reason why Devonta Smith hasn't gone off is because Dallas Goddard's been really good as of late. I got him as a tight end seven this week. Uh, Logan Thomas, I as Chase said eloquently, I, he's a boring top 12 tight end, and you can hold your nose and pray that he doesn't goose you, basically, when you put him in your lineup and, and rank him as a top 12 tight end. Hey, before we move on, because they're going to have to throw all over the place because they're going to be behind in this game, What's your take on Antonio Gibson this week? Is he is he anywhere near the roster? Is Couldn't he anywhere near? <laughs> no, I, I honestly just I put it out there because we know he's the pass catcher. And... I think he's in my like lower forties. I couldn't even tell you. Like I didn't even bother. I didn't even bother putting his rank on the outline. No, That's yeah, I've got him at fifty-one. I mean, I've got him yeah. outside of playable <laughs> stay, but it's. But it's also a game where when they're going to have to throw all over the damn place. It, it doesn't. He's run routes. They still don't target him. They, they have no interest in utilizing Antonio Gibson in any shape, way, or form. All right, let's go to our next.